Steve Radner, there's nothing like charts. Steve Radner comes out and started to detail exactly what happened in the debt ceiling agreement. And it turns out that after looking at the details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, President Biden did even much better than we all thought. And that's important. But he didn't do much better because what was there was all that great. What he did better for is because, again, the Republican had no answers. And the truth of the matter is anything they would have that would have been left in there uh, in their budget plan would have not only hurt uh, the, the Democrats, but it would have hurt the Republicans even worse because their people are more dependent on these particular uh, provisions than Democrats are, to put it bluntly. But anyhow, the reason they had to walk away in the long run, it's because the fact that they had nothing to offer. They are performative and they're not really policy wonks that actually go in there and get something done. Check this out from Steve Ratner, and then we'll take it on the other side. Steve Ratner with his charge. Steve, uh, let's dig into some of the details of this deal. We've talked a lot about the politics. Who got the better of this one? There were more Republicans who voted against this, against the thing their own speaker had negotiated than there were Democrats. And it is all, I think, an indication that, in fact, the White House did get the better of the deal. They're not taking a victory lap at the moment because they don't want to upset uh, what looks like a pretty positive course in the Senate. But I think you'll see them perhaps do that at some point because they deserve it. And we can take a look at some of the provisions Ed mentioned a few of the things. But this is a comparison between the two bills. This is the House GOP bill that they passed. This is what they said they were prepared to have go into law. And this is the deal that ultimately emerged. They wanted to cut domestic spending, non-defense spending to 555 billion. It was seven. It would have been 740. It was 744 billion in the current fiscal year. It ended up at 704. Um, Ed mentioned these 10 year caps. This is really important. They wanted to cap this thing for 10 years. They only got two. And so if the Democrats were to be back in power in two years, they can undo as much of this as they want to. He mentioned the IRS clawback. They wanted 80 billion. They got maybe not even 21 billion. I won't get into the weeds on that, but that number could be smaller. And the irony here is that the IRS actually, more money the IRS actually reduces the deficit because then they can collect more from the tax evaders and tax avoiders out there. But nonetheless, uh, most of this was preserved. The Republicans wanted a very broad work requirement. They wanted basically everybody receiving public assistance other than Social Security to be working, and they got a tiny fraction of that. Uh, On the student loan situation, where you know there has been this moratorium, the Republicans wanted every penny of that money paid back. They're not getting any of that. All they're getting is that the freeze that's in existence on student loan repayments would end, which is going to anyway. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
and it would restrict the ability to put in another moratorium, which nobody wants to do anyway. So essentially, there's no difference on the on student loans for what is going would have happened anyway. Um, no change on taxes on either side. No increases in the loopholes closed. We can discuss whether that's the best idea, but that's where they came out. And then importantly, the Republicans wanted to repeal all of the green energy tax credits in the Inflation Reduction Act, and they got zero on that provision. What were the spending cuts really like as you look inside this legislation? Sure, let's take a look at that. So as I said before, we can look at the fiscal 2024, that's the next year, of non-defense discretionary. That's where all the action was. That's what was on the table. Nothing else was even on the table, really, to be changed. And so the president in his budget proposed a bit over $800 billion. As I said before, this is the 2023 amount. This is $744 billion. It, uh, the the, the uh, Republicans wanted it down at this 550 level that we talked about and ended up here about 40 billion, as I said, less than what we are going to spend anyway. And then a bit less than, but 110 billion less than by, uh, the Biden uh, proposal, 145 billion more than the Republican proposal. So we didn't end up in the middle. We ended up on the Biden side of the ledger. And then this one is really important. So as I mentioned a minute ago, the Republicans wa wanted a lot of these. This is SNAP. This is our food stamp program. The Republicans wanted a lot of these people out there working and a very broad work requirement. They also wanted a work requirement on what we colloquially call the welfare program. They got absolutely zero on welfare. On food stamps, all they got was that people between 50 and 54 would have a work requirement, but they exempted veterans, they exempted people with housing problems from all of this. And so there are some numbers coming out suggesting that actually there may be fewer people working or at least required to work under this than what we have now. With, 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 with us being concerned about the debt, about $31 trillion debt, which Donald Trump's contributed to more than anybody in American history, um, how does this deal work for us? Well, look, it's a start. It does reduce the debt and deficit over uh, uh, over the long term. But let's just take a look at what some of the history that you referred to, Joe, and I think you'll see what the magnitude of the problem is. So this is this is our history of revenues and expenses uh, on a national basis. Uh, and all this stuff in the middle is deficit, which becomes debt. If you go back to the late 90s, remember that under the Clinton in the Clinton years, we actually had a surplus for a few years. And then we got into the, the financial crisis and it all ballooned. Then we started working it down, working it down. And then Trump shows up right here. And since Trump showed up, what's happening? The deficit and the debt gets larger. Obviously, there was COVID. But even before there was COVID, you had the Trump tax cuts, which were supposed to pay for themselves. And instead, you can see revenues going down here as a percentage of GDP. On the spending side, for all the brave talk, spending actually started to go up even before the COVID spike. And so all this pink stuff between these two lines, all this pink stuff are deficits and debt that Trump added to our problem. Under Biden, you can see outlays starting to come down, revenue starting to go up. We're starting to get that deficit down. This will help. But it, but it is a big problem that in which Trump was a contributor, not a helper toward getting uh, to, to a lower deficit picture. Um, but we shouldn't also forget, Joe. Steve Reiner point out something that is very interesting. 
we he like we've been preaching for quite some time tax cuts don't pay for themselves in fact tax cuts negatively affect the economy in most cases that we've done thus far because we've given tax cuts when there should have been no reason to give them supply side doesn't work because if you want more act economic activity you throw the money into the hands of people that are going to spend it and not people who may or may not invest it and even if they invest it they don't invest it in things that people really want again the only democratic form in which to give tax cuts is to give tax cuts to the people who need the monies the most and would throw it right back into the economy that in the aggregate is what should be done as far as the debt ceiling debate the debt ceiling it will only get reduced when we start taxing people appropriately, that, that we are overtaxed and all that kind of stuff, given the services that we provide, given the military that we have, etc., we're just not correctly taxed. Again, if you want a big, humongous military, if you want a state that gives all kinds of benefits to corporations, if you want all these things, great infrastructure, you have to pay for it. And that is the responsible thing to do. You can't get you cannot cut social programs as your method of balancing the budget. You must get the taxes to where they need to be, especially since most of the monies at the top, was that was not really earned. But that's for another day. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.